Blog Talk Radio. and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett, and I've got some really fun guests lined up for today. We're on AM 540 and 1260, and I'd also like to remind everybody that we have a television show, too, which is on KDOC, and it's also called The Pet Place. We're going to be having a new day and time starting shortly, Sundays at 6.30 a.m., I know that's very early in the morning, but I would tell everybody, set your TiVos and watch the show because it's a lot of fun with lots of adoptable pets that are waiting for good homes. Before we get started, I just wanted to talk about something that has recently been in the newspaper because of the infamous or famous, however you want to look at her, uh, late Leona Helmsley. Now, some of you may know that she had a pet dog, and after she passed away, she created a special trust for him so that he would be cared for, a $12 million trust. However, she failed to make sure that that money was tied to the care of her dog. She had asked her brother to care for her dog after she passed away, and he decided he didn't want to do it. And so now there are big troubles for her little dog named Trouble. So I just wanted to remind everybody, if you do set up a special trust for your pet, make sure the person who you want your pet to go to is completely aware of the responsibilities that they'll have and they'll sign on for it and even sign a legal document stating that they'll take over custody. And there's no more of an important thing you could do for your pet than that. Having money for it is fine, but make sure you have permission from your friend or family member to take care of the pet if anything happens to you. Um, that said, I'm going to have to take a little break, and we'll be right back with our very first guest, wonderful artist Jane Harrison. So we'll see you in just a minute. Welcome back to the Pet Place Radio Show, and I have a lovely woman with me today whose name is Jane Harrison. Hi, Jane. Hi. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Oh, I'm doing very well, and I'm so excited that you came to our studio today. And I know this is radio, but we're going to be talking about something very visual, and those are your beautiful oil paintings of pets. Actually, watercolor. Watercolor, yes. okay, yes. okay. Well, they're just gorgeous. I'm looking at one right now. What is this? This is a Labrador this retriever. Is a, yes, it is. This is actually the dog belonging to a guy who um, plays guitar in Laguna Beach to earn money. Uh-huh. And he has his guitar case out there and his dog, and people give him donations. Oh, I think wow. the dog gets the donations. I'm sure he yeah. gets twice as many donations having his dog there. <laughs> I mean, I could tell by the look on that dog's face. He is just adorable. Yes. And you've just really captured his his personality just so remarkably. What What is it that 
what's your gift? How are you able to do this? It looks just so amazingly real. Thank you. I like to capture the dog's eyes first because okay. that's where you can see the personality. Oh, you've definitely done it. Yeah, I get the eyes, and then if if that works out, I continue. If not, I don't. I start again. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Do you take some time to get to know the dog before you start painting? If I possibly can, yes. That's the best way. But okay. I do work from photographs. People oh, can send me right. photographs also. So if somebody is far away and they want a portrait of their pet, they yes. can send you a photo yes. and you can paint it. Yes, and they normally would send me... Um, a bio on the dog, on the dog's personality. Okay. And some people want me to make their pets look younger <laughs> <laughs> or more perky. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> or, or a little, little less chubby, maybe. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> mm, sounds like some actresses I've heard of. Yes. <laughs> Wow, I mean, these are just beautiful, and you have kitties, you. too. Yes. I'm looking at a portrait of a Siamese kitty now with those, you know, beautiful, traditional, big, blue, cross-eyed, somewhat eyes, and yes. this is just amazing. Um, if somebody wanted to have a portrait done, how would they go about doing that, Jane? They would just contact me via my website, which is harrisonfineart.com. Would you spell that for us? Yes, H-A-R-R-I-S. O N fine F I N E A R T dot com. Oh, Harrison Fine Art dot com. Harrison Fine Art dot com. Yes. Now, how long does it normally take to do such a beautiful portrait? If I worked nonstop, it would take me about sixteen hours. Oh, you're fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I normally spread it out over a few days. I just want to say that these portraits—they look so real. They look like they could almost be photographs, but Thank you. but they're just. I mean, I can't even explain them. I mean, you look at it, and you see the personality of the pet just coming through, and you're right, the eyes. There's something about the eyes when I look at these portraits that just capture, I mean, everything. It's it's just amazing. What got you started doing oh, pet portraits? Right. I have always had chihuahuas. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and my oldest one was coming up to 18. Oh, wow. And she was starting to look a little bit old, and I thought, I'm going to paint her a picture. And immortalize her. Yes, and that started me. That started me off. And then friends were saying, I want my uh, dog's portrait. Could you do that? So then I thought, well, yes, this is something I really enjoy doing. Well, you have quite the gift. What's your background in painting? Um, I I did study in England, some art. And uh, when I came here to California, I took advantage of the local um, colleges. I went to IVC and took every course you can in art there Mm -hmm. and repeated the watercolor classes lots and lots of times because it's good to go with different teachers and Mm -hmm. learn different styles. And, um, yeah, that's my background. Now, you paint more than just animals then. Yes, I do. I love to do tropical flowers. And I put lots of bugs in there, ladybugs, <laughs> bees, and lots of fairies. Oh, my goodness. So I like a little bit of whimsy. Now, yeah. do you still have chihuahuas? I do. I only have one now. She's coming up to ten. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, is she the subject of a, of a lot of your painting? Or are you too busy doing everybody else's no, pets now? No, I did one when she was a puppy. Uh-huh. And I did one last year when she was nine. And there's a huge difference in the way she looks. She was a beautiful gold with white markings, but on this painting, she's all white. (laughs) She loves her color. (laughs) Sad. Wow. May I take a look at some of your others? Oh, my goodness. This is a a basset basset hound we're looking at right now, and it's got these big, brown, sad eyes. Oh, I could tell 
everybody out there, if you have a pet and it's as special to you as my pets are to me, this is something you definitely want to look into. I mean, these are just adorable. Let's see some of your others. This is the other one I brought with me. This is a Saluki. A Saluki. Now, for those of you who don't know what a Saluki is, picture a greyhound with long hair. That, that's because its ears have these long, long, silky hairs that look like it's wearing a wig, and they're just absolutely gorgeous. And this painting is absolutely gorgeous. Now, are these um, pets of your friends? Some of these are, yes. These are what I did for myself. Okay. Um, but a lot of the ones that I've done on commission for people, of course, they've gone. I don't see them anymore. But I mm -hmm. have prints of those. So oh, it's so nice you to save remember. a copy of all yes, your work. Yes, I then. do. I do. Do you have a gallery? Um, we have an online gallery, which is the, the Harrison website. Fine Art. Okay. Yes. Now, have you ever entered any of these pictures in competitions or anything Not in like competitions, that? no. Okay. No. But, you know, I feel as though I've won a prize every time I hand over a painting to a customer and they say, oh, you've captured her exactly. You've wow. got her personality. That, that to me, is a great thrill. And, I just and do you ever that. meet the, uh, the people, well, the pets you've painted um, when, as you're passing over their portrait? <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes yeah. I will go and take the photographs beforehand uh -huh. if they live locally so I can get to know the pet and okay. get to know their personality. Okay. So, but when you're, when you're passing over the portrait to the owner, do they ever bring their pets along with them and have their pets take a look for approval? I haven't had that happen <laughs> yet, but that's a good idea. <laughs> uh, I bet they'd be wagging their tails and purring. Well, thank now, you. Now, what's the most unusual pet portrait you've ever done? I have done a painting of um, a beautiful bird. I cannot... Oh, an eclectus, a oh. green eclectus bird. Oh, that must have and been quite... That was pleasant. absolutely gorgeous. I really enjoyed painting that. It's like a flower yeah. almost. Yes, yes. I've also painted frogs. Oh, people. okay, okay. Now, <laughs> are, are these things. portraits online? Some of them are, yes. Okay. Yes. That's fabulous. Now, have you been painting since you were a little girl? Well, in England, we do art right from the day you go to school until the day you leave. Did, did, were you always naturally gifted, or I was always it something you had to work at? No, I always enjoyed it. Okay. That was always my favorite. What subject. did you used to paint as a little girl? Um, I used to like to actually do um, portraits of people, my school friends. I used to like to sketch those. Okay. Yeah, so I think this is a natural progression from it. I enjoy the, the, the animals more. Have you <laughs> always had pets growing up? Yes. I had dogs when okay. I was uh, a child, and birds. Okay. Yeah, and that's what I have now, actually. I have dogs and canaries. <laughs> okay. Well, that's amazing because the cat portrait that you showed, um, I mean, it's just a beautiful, beautiful picture. And from somebody who's more of a dog person, it's just really incredible that you could capture all the fine nuances of a cat. Thank because you. a lot of dog people don't necessarily see all the neat things about kitties that yes. cat people do. Yes. So I've always liked cats, too. I just mm -hmm. never have owned one myself. My grandparents owned cats. Okay. They had beautiful Persian, long-haired cats with oh, the gorgeous wow. blue eyes. and So I do like cats. I like all animals. Well, you have to, yes. and it really shows up Thank in you. your work. And one more time, Jane, could you tell everybody your website once again, in case they were interested in having a portrait done of their own little Certainly. animal? It's harrisonfineart.com, H-A-R-R-I-S-O-N-F-I-N-E-A-R-T.com. Excellent. Well, it's been a pleasure having you in the studio. I wish everybody could see these portraits, but you can if you go online. 
We have to take a short break, but we'll be right back again with more of the Pet Place Radio Show. Welcome back to the Pet Place Radio Show on AM 540 and 1260. I have another very special guest today. Her name is Vivian Edmondson, and she is a volunteer with a wonderful group called The Bunny Bunch. Hi, Vivian. Hi. How, how are, are you doing? I'm fine, thanks. I'm so glad you came in today. You guys Thank have you. been very busy lately. I know that you had an amazing rescue of hundreds of bunnies from the Garden Grove area. How many bunnies did you get from the Garden About Grove? About 500. We're 500. still tallying it up. Oh, my goodness. Tell me a little bit about that situation. What happened in Garden Grove, and why did you guys have to go in and, and grab 500 bunnies? These are pet bunnies, by the way, not right. wild bunnies. Yeah, there was an abandoned water reservoir in Garden Grove, and people used it as a, gar- a dumping ground. They would just, their unwanted pets, they would jump over the fence, and guinea pigs, chickens, ducks, So somehow people got the idea that uh, getting rid of their unwanted pets at this specific site in Garden Grove was the thing to do. I think people misunderstand and think that setting their animals free gives them a better life, but domesticated animals can't survive in the wild or no, they, they they need to be taken care of. They need food given to them. They need water. They Absolutely. need shelter. And, and they don't do well in the wild. And I've seen this happen so many times, especially a few months after Easter. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets their little kids a bunny, cute little baby bunny for Easter. And then when the child gets tired of it and nobody wants to continue cleaning up after it, they'll just take it to the closest park and dump it. And they'll think it's just fine. And these are not wild animals. They don't do well. They suffer. And, and especially rabbits because they're prey animals, so they don't have the survival skills. And and I understand also they're very temperature sensitive, too, so mm-hmm. this has got to be a shock to their system to suddenly be out in the elements. Yes, especially the heat. Now, what did the Benny, Benny Bench do once they got word that these animals needed rescue at the Garden Grove site? A volunteer named Cindy told us about the situation. So a bunch of us started going over there on weekends and using exercise pens, putting vegetables like cilantro and parsley oh, and romaine okay. in the middle of them, leave creative. it open a little bit, and when the bunnies came in, all the volunteers would descend on the pen and close it really oh. quickly. <laughs> It's a more humane of oh, way absolutely. of Oh, absolutely. They could get hurt in the little box trap. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you guys were out here, but that must have been so time-consuming to to trap 500 bunnies that way. Oh yes, my it goodness! Took several I can't months. Believe. Now the county actually, um, from what I understand, they were going to destroy all these rabbits, weren't they? Right. Because they were getting to become a problem in the neighborhood, and neighbors were complaining Correct. about all the bennies. Yeah, because some of the bunnies would get off the property and and go to the neighboring school and and dig or into the street and get hit by cars. It was really sad. So once you guys found out that the county was going to go in and destroy these bunnies, you guys said, nope, we're not going to let that happen, and and off you went. How many volunteers were involved in this effort? Um, I would would guess like 50 or 100 just because there were volunteers who were arranging spay and neuter appointments, there are foster homes, there are people who were talking to the media, a lot. 
What an effort. That's just so commendable. And I just want to have you pass along thanks to all of those volunteers because that is just amazing what they've done. And and now the big job, of course, is finding all these guys' homes. What are you guys doing? (laughs) Well, we just had our annual bunny expo in Chino on the front lawn of City Hall, and we got some bunnies adopted there, about seven of them, on October 6th, last Saturday. Mm -hmm. Well, seven is better than nothing. Exactly. (laughs) We were so excited about seven, just because for those seven, their lives have changed so great. Now they're living in indoor homes with companions and litter box trained and They're just happy and worth it. Now, where are the rest of the bunnies in the meantime, and and how are you promoting um, getting these guys into homes? They're all in foster homes. We have several foster homes throughout Southern California where they're cared for until they go into their forever homes. And we're promoting just by by getting the word out via email through this radio interview. (laughs) Yes. Anyway, we can. Oh, that's. That's great. And how many bunnies have found homes so far since you first started with I think it's about 200. We oh. still have a long way to go. Well, 200 is outstanding. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Now, when you guys um, place these bunnies in homes, they get a complete medical checkup. They get spayed and neutered. Do they need shots? What else goes along with their Rabbits their in the United States don't need vaccinations. Okay. But if any of the rabbits moved to the UK, they do. <laughs> okay, and probably none of these guys are no, moving to uh, no Great Britain. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they have their own rabbit population, I'm okay. sure. Okay, so, but you absolutely have these guys spayed and neutered before absolutely. they go into new Absolutely, that's homes. so important. It's, it's actually the first thing we do when we rescue a rabbit. As long as they're in good health, we get them spayed and neutered right away because it makes them better companions. They're easy to litter box train once they're spayed and neutered. And they're just happier. They're not frustrated. They're Mm -hmm. just happier. And they live uh, longer, healthier lives, too, don't they? Yes, 10 to 14 years. Indoor, spayed, spayed or neutered house rabbits live about 10 to 14 years. Oh, wow. So somebody who's interested in getting a bunny needs to be prepared for the fact that this is not a little short-term project. No, it's a huge commitment. A good chunk of time and energy in taking care of a pet. And I think all pet owners... Anyone who's considering adopting an animal needs to realize that it's a lifetime commitment for the life of the pet and not just until it becomes inconvenient and then you say, well, I could just take it to a park or I could take it to a shelter or I can find another home or whatever else. These little guys actually um, get attached to their owners, don't they? Absolutely. It's so traumatic for them when they end up at the pound or especially outside where they're picked off by predators. They're not used to the sights, sounds, and smells of the great outdoors, and it's it's very traumatic. I, I just can't imagine how people can do that. But I, I don't think most people do it with ill intent. I think they just don't know that this is not a good thing. Probably. And that's what um, the Pet Place Radio Show is all about. Thank and, you. And uh, having people like you come on and talking about it, um, helping to get the word out on how to take care of animals because there are so many public myths relating to rabbits in particular that we'd like to dispel. And and you mentioned that rabbits can be litter box trained. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, once they're spayed and neutered, they don't have that urge to mark their territory as much anymore. And so if you put a litter box full of hay in the corner where they like to use the bathroom, they'll continue to go in that corner in that litter box and then you change it every other day and put fresh hay on top all the time 
So as long as they have a fresh, clean litter box, they'll, they'll continue using it. Right. They're probably not going to use it if it gets really dirty. No, of course yeah, not. I wouldn't want to use it either no. if I was a bunny. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to definitely keep up on your litter box maintenance. Now, people also need to bunny-proof their homes, too, don't All right. they? Yeah. What are some things that people can do to bunny-proof a home so that they can have a safe indoor bunny? Well, bunnies like to chew, and cords can resemble hay, so oh, okay. you want to protect your cords. You, use, you buy cord covers um, from a home and garden store or on our website, bunnybunch.com, and you can protect the cords. You can also um, elevate any plants so that they don't eat because uh, those can be toxic. Paper, they'll, they'll chew paper, so okay. you want to put any paper. So, so you need to provide them with a lot of chew toys, basically, is what you're saying, things that they can chew on uh, rather than your furniture and your uh, baseboards, right? Yes, <laughs> we have some toys made of willow that all bunnies tend to love. Now, you mentioned your website, and I'd like you to say that again because I know you have a lot of educational information on your website and also information about these bunnies that were rescued. Can you tell us again your web address? Yes, it's www.bunnybunch.org. That's fantastic. Well, I really appreciate you coming in today, Vivian, and telling us about all the wonderful things that the Bunny Bunch has done. Not only did you recognize or rescue rather these bunnies from Garden Grove, but you do help people who need to give up their pets for whatever reason. And you work hard to find new homes for these bunnies, and you have an amazing foster care network. So bunnybunch.org for all of your questions about bunnies and Possibly, if you want to volunteer, is that a good place Absolutely, to go to? Absolutely, yes. We, we okay. Well, thank you very much, and we'll be back again to wrap up this episode of the Pet Place Radio Show. today talking with Jane Harrison, the artist, and Vivian Edmondson of The Bunny Bunch. They were wonderful guests, and I hope you had as much fun listening to them as I had talking with them. Lots of great information. And I wanted to share with you a story that um, I recently ran into as I was scouring articles about animals. And this is a really special story about a golden retriever named Honey. Now, here's what happened. About six weeks ago, Honey's owner found a little kitten when she ran out in front of his concrete truck. The kitten's mother was nowhere to be found, and when Honey's owner picked up the abandoned kitten, his heart simply melted because the kitten reminded him so much of a cat he once had. He took her home, and he tried to nurse her back to health, but she refused to nurse from the bottle. The family was really worried about the kitten's health, and they weren't sure what to do. But then... Honey came to the rescue. At first, the family tried to keep Honey away from the little kitten because they were afraid that she'd be too rambunctious and rough with the little kitty. But finally, they allowed Honey to come close, and they were completely surprised when the golden retriever was calm and loving around this little baby. She started licking her and kissing her, and believe it or not, after a few days, she began to lactate, which means Precious was able to nurse. Precious was the name of the little kitten. And now this once little stray kitten is a beloved pet 
in this family, thanks to Honey, and she even acts like a dog. She plays like a puppy and will even gnaw in Honey's arm just like little puppies do. So that's just an amazing and touching story. If any of you have had special little incidents with animals, um, special stories that you'd like to share or want some advice on how to take care of animals, remember I am an Orange County Register columnist. I write advice columns about animals. You can reach me at jafari at fia.net. That's J-E-F-A-R-I at fia, F-E-A dot net. I do respond to every email I receive, um, even if it's not printed in the newspaper. I love to read all your stories and hear all about your great news, like this story with Honey. And I also want to remind everybody... Um, our host, Fred Bergendorf, is still recovering from back surgery. This has been a long and difficult road for him, but I will tell you that he really, really appreciates your well wishes. And if you'd like to send him a Get Well letter, please do so by email. His address is tpetplace at earthlink.net. It means the world to him. Now, we have just a couple of minutes left, so I wanted to tell everybody about some fun events that are coming up. First, October 21st, the second annual Hogs for Dogs Motorcycle Rally and Show to benefit Capistrano Animal Rescue Effort. This is also known as CARE. CARE is a volunteer rescue group that saves lost and abandoned animals in San Juan Capistrano. The event will feature live entertainment, food and beverages, classic car displays, CHP and Orange County Sheriff's Department representatives, opportunity drawings, vendors, trophies, celebrity guests, and so much more. Well-behaved dogs on leash are definitely welcome. The Capistrano Harley-Davidson and Calais Perfecto Business Park um, are sponsoring this event at 32421 Calais Perfecto in San Juan Capistrano. Entries are $25.00. and that's the admission for adults, $5 for kids, and that'll be ages 11 to 17. And for more information, go to capoanimalrescue.com or call 949-240-1735. And that looks like it's about all we have time for today. Again, I really appreciate to everybody who's tuned in this early morning on the Pet Place Radio Show, and we will see you next time on AM 540 and 1260.